on today's episode of the glue guys uh the loss of the year the I'm, silver the, linings galore it's the silver linings playbook mike so many silver linings you're bradley cooper i'm jay law yeah love that for us let's waltz right into this episode to the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello check us out on twitter at bk glue guys netsdaily.com the athletic mm. get yourself by the paywall the athletic.com slash glue guys a subsidiary of the new york times michael michael are the nets um, back oh oh the nets the nets are back kind of like an alien what do you mean it coming out of my oh. headphones that sounds like an alien is singing the nets are back oh weird. did it sound normal to you totally normal um this is an odd feeling. Odd feeling. I wa- we watched the game last night. That is odd. That's weird for us. Game. We never watched the games, yeah. <laughs> and and it was a loss. Mm. And yet I'm as excited about this team without Kevin Durant as I've been. Wow. Are you this entire Mike, stretch? Am I? Are you buoyed? Would you say that you're buoyed right now? I'm pretty buoyed. I, I'm buoyant. I'm floating <laughs> in the water above the water, and I will not sink because I've never, I've never seen you this happy after a loss. It's maybe it's because of the loss. Actually, jeez. Now I'm, now I'm seeing you in a different way. Also win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of, have you seen Tar? Anyways, I did see so, Tar. We talked about that, right? Yeah, I know. I love Tar. Um, you like Tar, right? I like that. I, I like it. Okay. Oh shit! You only liked it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you feel are you are you as buoyed as me? Are you elevating above the the water level? As you know much what? As I am. I I am and. It's not just because it was a close win undermanned without our best player against a really obnoxious. I forgot how annoying the 76ers. Can we talk about, first of all, how Joel Embiid is allowed to triple undulating suck it, DX suck it to, to after a, after an N1 with no, no reprisal, nothing, nothing, but they're allowed to mean mug our guys all night. And then like the second you kind of just like, Hey, I need a little space. I can smell the cheesesteak on your breath. Dog talking about the Ben Simmons, George's George Niang, the George Niang thing. Also, Joel Embiid did the same thing to Nick Claxton. Like when he's about to take a free throw or no, he's on the free throw line, lining up for rebound or whatever. And, and they both get a double tech instead. Like it was just, anyways. I don't. I don't want to start the show with a bunch of gripes, but that was an annoying game, and they are an annoying let's, team. Let's get into the gripes. Okay, a hundred percent. It was insane. I mean, you know, okay. If Joel Embiid was on my team and he did the the double X, you know, X-Pod. he did he did it the Xbox style with the open hands. He didn't he didn't I, cross it up. I would I would <laughs> I, love. It. I so appreciate that you know that that was the Xbox version of the socket. That's yeah. that's what I like about you, Mike. <laughs> that you know those details. <laughs> I would have loved it if Markeith Morris had done that, right? But because it was the other the I honestly say the 76ers won the game. They were shook. Can I they say they were in their we were living rent-free in their heads. Rent-free, baby. It was a full extension suck it. The amount of hip thrusting, Mike. Was, <laughs> it was a full was, multiple people got pregnant. Ovaries <laughs> were bursting open at the There seams. was you can see in the one clip the people in the front row were like, "Oh my gosh." They were like a little bit secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> was going on i agree with you the the fact that so one there's so much to talk about in this game and it was yeah, so was good so fun it felt like a playoff game i know that's said sometimes in the regular season when it's like you know two teams that just are close but it, this felt it felt real. good and and i will say 
kudos to the NBA because Rivals Week is actually some solid marketing. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah, except I think there's like a there's like a Nuggets, um, like there's like a Nuggets Hornets game coming Ooh, up. That's that that goes deep. <laughs> you know? that, that, that bad blood. Yeah. I, I would like, it's like it the Hatfield every- McCoys. I mean, if for Rivals Week, it should be like it should. Every team should be on that two game. You know, like you play the same team twice. Yeah, yeah, back to back that week. Yeah, yeah, and it's like real. Like imagine if the Nets had a game against the Seventy Sixers coming up on Friday night in Philly too, or maybe right. in Brooklyn. God, it'd be so exciting. It was. I don't know. Did you? I honestly felt like the Seventy Sixers for some odd reason they're the team higher up in the standings. You know, they they have their full complement of their roster they they felt oddly shook we had the yeah. mantras herald quotes going into the game which i think were a little bit just like i'm not like, i think mantras herald was basically saying i'm not game planning for nick claxton yeah but it came out on the cold sheet of ink and paper yeah it came out as like you're Who obsessed the fuck is nick claxton yeah but i'm obsessed yeah um and they they were a little shook you could tell joel and b was like trying to get into nick claxton's head you talked about it. There was yeah. the incident where they get the double tech. They're just the first free throw. They're on the opposite side of the free throw lane. Joel switches to get yeah. next to Claxton and to talk in his ear. Claxton handled it like a pro. Yeah, an absolute. I can't believe he got a ha- he shared a tech for that. Like he really just stood there and let him just get. He just got dressed down by Joel Embiid for like ten seconds and then got a tech tech for it. It was it was. Yeah. But yeah, George George Niang didn't get a tech for screaming in Ben Simmons's face. Yeah, no, well, Ben Simmons got that tech. Ben I mean, Simmons got the tech because he did the because he was like, I, I need a tiny bit of space here, man. Like you're not allowed to just bark right into my mouth. He's like, you're that's you're inside of my mouth right now. Sorry. A guy who's known to have mental health issues. And <laughs> Niang's trying to uh, trigger. I see. Let's I see. just you know. Yeah, so let's really set the table. If we're gonna cancel anyone from this game, let's cancel. I don't want to say George's. Is this even an S at the end of George? Is that yeah, he does. George. Yeah. What do you do S- with that? But I don't know what to do with that. George I don't know what to do with that S. Yeah. Um we Harrell was uh a complete non factor. The thing I wanna there's two things we could start with. Okay. We could start with Nick Claxton's performance or Ben Simmons's performance and the fact that Simmons didn't play in the fourth quarter. Or what do you feel is the most yes? I mean, we could go right to uh, we could tee this up with a with an email if that's how you want to do it. Let's do it. Because first up is that's cheer boy we got jesse jesse says what's the relationship like between ben simmons and nick claxton seems like ben could be jelly of nick's success but i haven't really been able to pick up on any interactions at all so i just kind (laughs) of wanted to set the table because as we're already just we naturally fell backwards into talking about pitting ben against nick i don't know if that's fair for either player but um i mean nick claxton is ascending like it's happening it is happening right before our eyes he is tacking on a whole lot more like intuitive clever little like he's he's crafty now which is um a thing that i did not expect from nick claxton he gets he's been using his speed to out outwit joel Embiid instead of just going brute force um ben simmons similarly kind of does that but to lesser effect when on the defensive side against Joel he did have a nice little chair pull moment it's just a tough guard against anybody we know we don't have that Joel Embiid stopper Mike as as you've often talked about Um, well well (laughs) Brian okay I have something for you please hit me drop that drop that bomb 
Oh, you're gonna let the whole thing let the whole thing play. Love that. Breaking news. We've got our beat stopper. Oh. We what has been one of the most consistent lines of dialogue conversation on this show over the past few years? Are the Nets going to get an Embiid stopper? Is Andre Drummond the Embiid stopper? Is it LaMarcus Aldridge the Embiid stopper? The Embiid stopper has become this mythical quest, the holy grail for the Nets roster construction. Do we have a guy who can stare Joel Embiid in his face and say, I'm going to give you hell tonight, Brian. I'm mm. Russell Crowe and you're Joaquin Phoenix. And this is Gladiator. Okay. The crowd's behind me. Okay. Yeah. I may die in the end, spoiler alert. Because I've already stabbed you in the liver. But yeah. I'm the legend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm the legend. <clears throat> Joel Embiid's Joaquin Phoenix. Ah. Nick Claxton is Russell Crowe. Wow. Nick Claxton stared Joel Embiid in the face. Yes. He went after him. He played defense on him. Sure, Joel Embiid had a, a nice game. 26 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah, it's nice. That's fine. Six for 18 from the field. Yes, I know he got a bunch of his points from the free throw line, 13 for 13. Because the fix uh, was in. The fix was in. Like, that's that's the only reason. The fix was in. Of course. Mm -hmm. And, like, yes, I understand that Joel Embiid got to the free throw line via forcing people to foul him. Yeah. One of those people being Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton with five fouls in the game, which is not that unusual. Yeah. But Claxton continually, what I loved about his performance, the aggressiveness, yes. But, like, he found the correct spots. Because there's times when guys can be ultra-aggressive, Mm -hmm. This sort of the heat check mentality mm -hmm. and they kind of disregard team basketball. They disregard the moment to try to like prove their point to get their payback on mm -hmm. the next play. Mm -hmm. Claxton, he was, he was, he was heady. Yeah. He was buoyed yeah. by his own performance. <laughs> Love that. A self buoy. Yeah. He stayed focused on the game as opposed to being focused on the action. And he played 38 minutes last night, 11 for 12 from the field. And some of those shots, you know, we had talked last episode about the difference between, you know, his dunks and his, his alley-oop shots, alley-oop shots, I sound like Hubie Brown, mm. and to his, like, running hook shots and all that stuff, like the percentages. There was a lot of crafty offensive movement happening from your boy, yeah. Nick Claxton. I was... I was yeah. as impressive as I, have, as I have ever been. For the first time as we've been doing this show, I thought, do we have the Embiid stopper? You know, Disney is constantly looking for the next CEO. They brought back Bob Iger. Shout out Nina Kimes, employee of Disney, listens to the show. They brought back Iger because they, they just couldn't find the correct mm. you know, person to run the mouse house. Right. Well... Jeez. The Nets. The, the Nets have, have found their heir apparent. Yeah. You know, they have found their version of what Netflix is doing with Reed Hastings and the other yeah. guy that's going to run product for them. That was a little inside. Yeah, that was inside baseball for you. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, it seems like a sustainable path really forward. You know, he just uh, is faster. <clears throat> he makes Joel Embiid look slow and dumb, you know, and that's, that's what you want to do. Um, <laughs> and that's what was happening. And so he just had to defer to trolling for fouls the entire night, which just makes him look slower and dumber. It's just like, he just had to resort to cheese tactics, which, um, you know, fine. That works. And he, I was actually noticing, or I was thinking about this last time we were watching the game on the stream, shout out to the stream. And if you don't know about that, you got to go to their discord.gg slash glue guys. Um, the Nets get a bad rap for being like the villainous team. And, but like there is a, they are diametrically opposed to teams like the Sixers. The Sixers are actually villainous on the court. The Nets play a very, um, 
you know, a pious version of basketball, even I would say it's, it's, it's straight up. Like, like we don't troll for foul. I don't know well, we haven't done this in years. I would actually like, even like this, even when Harden was playing for the team, they just decided not to call fouls for the nets during that period of time. Um, so we've never gotten the calls and you know, I, I, I'm going, I'm going into like Homer gripe mode again, but like the 76ers are such a villainous team on the court. Like when things are not going well, Embiid is such a troll for fouls. It's really aggressive. And Nick Claxton, to his credit, did the best he possibly could with that situation. It's a very like, it's a you know conversation between Joel and the refs, and Nick Claxton gets invited into it, and it's it's a lot to sort through. And um, he's just beating him with with speed and like I was saying, like cleverness. You know those types of things that's sustainable. You know if you can tack that kind of thing onto your game, like just having, you know, I, we use basketball IQ. I don't know that it's even basketball IQ. It's just like. Um, on-court intuition and anyways i'm just like i'm finally seeing like oh there's like a real like breakthrough potential for nick claxton like it's like kind of happening right now in this moment where where kd is down and um we were, we were thinking okay like now it's time for like ben simmons to sort of step up and it's really been nick claxton sort of stepped into that position like it has it has been he's filled he the, that role the net's third star wow there it is dpoi i mean we didn't even mention the block yeah the, i know the, where and he fell like a sack of potato it was a sack of flour like after he blocked him, it was that was exquisite, exquisite Joel Embiid falling down, acting like he got hurt. I know, acting like he got hurt like when he, Claxton had the purest form of block, pure uncut. There is something cocaine. especially, especially nice about like the butt hurt, like my wrist, like ow, my, my wrist. That was that's what Joel was serving. Uh, you know, you don't want to see people get hurt, but um, just a little ow, my wrist is nice. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, he yeah. wasn't hurt. He was fate. He was. He was embellishing to to act like it wasn't as embarrassing as when he got yammed in the face by. Yeah. He was indignantly like kind of appealing to like my, my like ouch my ouchie. Um, I posted you, a picture of I mean there there's many pictures of Nick Claxton in the off season lifting weights you know yeah. doing doing curls, shoulder flies okay the whole works I mean you could tell obviously he's he looks different than last it's year. a lot of arm strength yeah and and you know. Us in the weightlifting community, we call those popcorn muscles. Okay, yeah, popcorn muscles. They, Why is that? They're not. They're not real. They're just the. They're for show. They're for Instagram. Oh, I see. You know, I. I may not look it. I'm just a ball of muscle. Why they're is not it? Def, it's not defined. I'm not sure. I get the popcorn part. Like popcorn is know. okay. It's just like kind of like uh, airy and. Um, All right. It looks more dense. Yeah, it looks more. Um, it, it, it. It. It's like because popcorn is like nothing, right? Yeah. Ultimately. I don't popcorn know. There's a lot of calories in that movie theater popcorn, Mike. If that, well, if you think it's butter. nothing, that's the, that's butter. the butter. That is the butter. That's the butter. That's the butter. Um, and yeah, I don't really know why they're called popcorn. Yeah. I'm not that deep into the community. I'm like sort of like in and out. I'm I'm like <laughs> sure. a snowbird. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah, Sometimes no. I fly down to Florida, but I don't live there all right, the time. Right. Right. Um, that's me in the weightlifting community. Um, so Claxton had this. I mean, he's a beautiful human. He's. Um, I've, I've talked about this before. If you've ever seen Fifth Element, he is. Mila Jovanich or whatever. He's like the ele- evolutionary form of humanity. He's yeah. gorgeous, completely athletic, a swell human. Don't know him personally, but seems like a seems great fine. guy. Yeah. But he got he got swole in the offseason. And it was like, okay, you can get swole doesn't mean anything on the court. It means something. Mm-hmm. I it, this game, sure. Joel and B was coming back from injury. He he maybe shouldn't have played in the game on some level. I'm not going to give them any like uh, kudos. Uh, I'm not like I'm not. Or, no, or, no, let's or, not. Yeah, it's Claxton's bulking up plus his maturation and level of confidence. He said something after 
um, the last game where what he went, I think he shot 14 free throws the last game or the game before sure. when he was like six for 14 from the line. Talked to Megan Triplett. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, after the game. And she asked about the free throws and he was like, I just got to keep taking them. Like, you know, I'm not going to get better by not taking them. Yeah. And I was like, Yes, that's. I mean, he was three for six. It's not like I'm saying his free throw improvement is going to happen tomorrow, but the mentality. I think his mentality is different. That's why I want to have him on the show, Bri. I do think that that I want to get inside that brain. I want to. I want to kind of. It's not his fault. It's somebody else who's coaching him on that free throw mechanic thing that he's doing. It's all. It's segmented into these very. It's. It's not natural. Um. I just want him to change that sooner rather than later. It just feels wrong. There's something. It's going. It's turning in the wrong direction for me. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it hurts me very much to watch it. I'm, yeah, somebody's like, like somebody's, and I can tell it's a very like coachy thing to do. It's like now break it down into steps. Like now's the the leg part, and like make sure you take like five seconds, whole seconds, to just look at the rim. It's just like I don't know. There's it seems a lot of it seems fussed over. Like it seems fussed it, over. It, it's like someone's learning the TikTok dance before they start doing. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, how do I put? Got the arms here, bend, <laughs> yeah. elbow, bend, elbow. Yeah. And then I'm going right. to pull it off and put it all together. That's exactly uh, right. Let's quick break coming back. We had some more email. Okay. Well, let's just actually answer Jesse's question before we do that. Because oh, I don't think is, there's any. Is there beef? Any. Are they beefing? No, they're not. Okay. Yeah. Now we can go. Well, I think coming after the break, I don't know if we have an email about this, but like we should talk a little bit about we do. Uh, Ben. Ben, we have, we have. T- come on, Mike. You know me. I'm way ahead of you. Let's go to the okay. break. Let's, let's go to the break. And we're back, Brian. Next Michael, email up. Next up, that's Cheer Boy. We got Allison Masick. Sorry, I tried to. Bag, I know I went deep. Um, by the way, this is a company policy. By the way, we do want to address this in this context. In this, in the bubble of Glue Nation of Glutopia, uh, boy, B O I. Gender neutral. Okay, so I, I don't want to. We're not getting. Into, we're not getting mixed into the game of changing these. This is you know, cheer boy. It's not cheer boy in the traditional sense. It's boi. So I just wanted to. So if you're, you know, if 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 we're all we're all boys here. That's what I'm trying to say. Mike, are you okay? You're getting uncomfortable looking. <laughs> I very much like the Harry Potter series and what happened to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> terrifying. So yeah, I'm just gonna. I, I'm, I'm literally like rubbing my. You are. Palm. You're. You're getting. You're. You're stimming right now. <laughs> Why? You're stimmed I up. do love that we're all BOI. I know. If, any, if anyone has a problem with that, you you know, let me know. But until further notice, we're just yeah, going to shove it because it's you, you can move out of here. <laughs> yeah. This is our country. Yeah. Get on out. Yeah, we're trying, but it also it feels because you're just reading names Hope goes to die. You're just but. reading names on an email, so it's hard to even intuit in the first place. But you know, I'm just presuming Allison is a. Now I can presume Allison's a boy like the rest of us. So that's BOI. I presume that Allison. Masic was actually a codename for Allison Mack, who is part of the Inexium cult. Like oh. I thought, did she change her name? You know, Inexium. Yeah, uh, I do know Inexium. Wait, Allison Mack, the child, the child star. She was part of oh, the cult. She was one of the recruiters oh, for wow. Keith Raniere's pivot. What a weird career pivot. Um, so Allison says. <laughs> <laughs> so unless like what a career pivot yeah, yeah. She, she sat down with her agent at CIA yeah. and said what should i do next yeah allison says so in last night's game do you think jagvan gave ben simmons that many minutes to one help ben warm up enough to get the confidence he needs knowing that if ben feels he can do some good stuff on a philly court he will believe he can do good stuff 
everywhere, in parentheses, admittedly, Ben did seem to warm up late into his minutes, or two, try to stat Ben up to be more attractive for a trade prospect. I know JV is playing the long game, but which long game is he playing? Thanks and appreciate the pod. Appreciate you, Allison. That is really, truly tailored to Mike's taste. I feel like. Are you in my brain? I literally thought, so there's segments to, to Simmons's performance last night, but I'm looking at the opening segment when he looked, when he was afraid, his normal self, like afraid to shoot and all of that stuff. I was like, you know, there's a certain level where like again you look at the statistics he's very good on the court like uh you know they're better on defense they actually are better on offense when he is on the court he is so odd um the way teams defend him is unlike any other player in the nba but yeah he's so gifted at passing that he will often find he'll create those pockets because no one's defending him and then shoot off a pass because again no one's defending him and got like what the nets will end up start doing is they have seth or joe kind of trail behind Ben Simmons because they know that Simmons's defender is closer to the hoop than being right on directly on Ben Simmons. And it creates this natural like bubble boy, mm. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. bubble. Sure. Bubble that then the, then the Joe or Seth can be at the three point line with like no defenders basically around them besides their own, if they can lose them on another screen. Mm. Uh, but I, I was thinking like, he was playing so poorly to start the game that I was like, uh, they are straddling this line at times with him where they can't totally totally banish Ben Simmons ever because if they ever want to trade him, they need to continue to kind of resuscitate his value. And there have been reports, Zach Lowe, Kevin O'Connor, who have both said the Nets will be, I think Woj did it as well, the Nets will be very active at the trade deadline. And I don't know if we have a trade question in the mailbag, but... There's only so many people you can really trade. You there's the top tier, which is Ben Simmons. There's the middle tier, which is Joe Harris. There's the lower middle class Seth Curry contract. I'm going down the contracts. Then there's the, the Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, um, and I, Patty. I, I just don't want to trade Patty. I think he's just too good of a guy. Yeah. I know his contract like is great. But anyways, I there is some level of that, but that game progressed, and Simmons had one of his best stretches. I thought. He was ultra aggressive at the for him um, in the second half, and he he impressed me. He attacked. There was a time he actually he literally drove to the hoop looking for contact, and then tried to put up a bucket, which I don't think he's done the entire season. He yeah. hasn't looked for contact the entire season, and I, he hit a free throw. He will hit he hit back to back free throws, which I, honestly, to my memory, I think it's the first time this season that he's went. It hit both free throws in one trip. I mean, we might need to check that, but um, there is a an emerging schism in Nets Nation, not Glue Nation, Nets Nation about is Ben Simmons good, Mike? And it's and it's going to hit a fever pitch soon. I can feel it. It's happening. Yeah, I had this. Pick a side. Pick a side started. is what I'm asking you. I think he's I, again. Just look at the statistics. Look at the way he plays. He's good. He he's not. Someone I tweeted out like you know people stress out about Ben Simmons, but a guy like PJ Tucker who sucks. He's just soaping up minutes and salary cap mm-hmm. for the 76ers. And there's a bunch of guys kind of like P.J. Tucker in the NBA where because they're not Ben Simmons, they don't get the smoke. Yeah. And I understand what Simmons does. I'm not like blind to the fact that he's a $37 million player, formerly all NBA, blah, blah, blah. Like I get and he quit basketball essentially for a year. I get I get the smoke. But mm-hmm. 
PJ Tucker sucks, and we don't talk about PJ Tucker sucking. Like PJ Tucker's way worse of a basketball I mean, player, and he plays not as much as Ben Simmons, but like he's kind of as important for their team. Um, Ben Simmons. You know, we talked about this early in the season. We're talking about it. Now. It is an interesting thing to do is to take the the contracts out of it. It's really the contract that's <clears throat> causing so much consternation with everybody in talking about took, Ben Simmons. If we did remove contract previous, um, yeah. sort of like just, uh, just create a vacuum. resume, create the bubble. If you just in a vacuum this roster, where is Ben Simmons on on the power rankings? You know, we have obviously KD, Kyrie, one and two. Clax is the third best player. Right now, is Ben Simmons better than Royce, Joe, Seth Curry? Do you think he's actually better players than them? Or do you think <laughs> he's think, worse players than them? I don't think he's worse. It's just he's so like kind of defies categorization. Do you think he's actually better than them? Those guys. <laughs> it's weird to just say better. It's not like um, it's not so easy he's when you're talking about that. different. <laughs> I know it's hard. He's like the magic card that just like unleashes a magical spell, or right? That's something that happens in magic. You can have a card that's a magical spell. There's like a magic. I love, like I love when you reach for something that's so outside of your. <laughs> okay, this is better. I don't know Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, but I know that there are characters in Dungeons and Dragons who are wizards. Did we just jump just... from Magic the Gathering to D and D without any? The, is that are is these that like in your mind? Are these? Yeah, I mean, basically, basically, okay. even more. <laughs> I apologize Jesus. to um, Jesus. I, anyways, I. I saw something in Ben Simmons last night. Okay, uh, that was magical. Borderline. Border do you think magical. he should have played in the fourth quarter um, or more? Do you think they should have went to him? Because I think it, it was obvious by the end of the game that Claxton was Claxton was completely gassed, and I won't. I wouldn't want to put Ben Simmons in the end of the game, but I think there could have been a moment. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is like Sethy is having a hot hand kind of moment, so he gets the run. So that's already kind of eating into your roster space. Um, so I don't have a. This. Yeah, good. I said this on the uh, on the Twitter, but shame on all you mfers. Oh, all these all these Mo Bamba acolytes, all these people that think Mo Bamba is going to solve every Nets problem, and they're all like, trade Seth Curry for Mo Bamba. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you ki- wow. like Mo Bamba can't play on a shitty Magic team, mm. but yet he's going to solve the problem for a championship contender like the Nets when we have Sethy Curry. Mm-hmm. Little little Doc Rivers's son-in-law, yeah, launching thirty-two points. He's the reason why the Nets. I mean, ultimately, he's the reason why the Nets were close we're in, in this that, game, yeah. came back in the game, had any chance in this game because Sethi Curry can do that. Mo Bamba's going to get like two blocks and a shoot of three, and we're all going to be happy about it. He's the the difference in value between a guy like Seth Curry who can come off the bench and score thirty-two points and be a consistent threat. Versus a Mo Bamba. I can't stand. I love fake trades. I can't stand some of these fake trades that people are proposing. Wow. People are obsessed with Mo Bamba. Go the off, guy's, King. Guy's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Good. I, I would love Mo Bamba if he came to the Nets via like <laughs> the waiver Cam Thomas and David Duke Jr. <laughs> and like, yeah. uh, like, you know, the garbage that you, we could throw to yeah. Orlando. But don't Damn. give me, don't you dare. Mm. dare throw Seth Curry in my face anymore and say we should trade him. There it is. Don't you, Brian? I'm not going to do it. Stop. I'm not going to do it. Um, do we, are we, do you feel satisfied with that or should we, I feel like, did we get to the, to the crux of that question? 
This, this question's question? a really launching points, and we. Um, oh, are they trying to uh, bolster no, Ben Simmons' well, trade value? I did think yeah. I also Alice and I also thought that as well at one point. But then I, I don't well, I don't know what his trade value is. They only would trade him if it's like, if it is like John Collins and and uh, what's Bogdanovich? Yeah. Which Bogdanovich do they Bo- have? Bogdan, the Bogman. Uh, yeah. Who? The I, swamp I, thing. But, um. That's it. Any, any, we have any, any more? Yeah, uh, we have two more, right? Yeah, we got Real two quick. more if you want to do them. Next up, that's Cheerboy. We got Jeannie Zykowski. Jeannie Zykowski. Jeannie Zykowski, great name. Good morning, losers. Is that like a euphem- is that a turn of phrase for losers? Am Jeannie I- Zykowski sounds like a name in like a friend of an, in a John Hughes movie. Yeah. Like the third lead in a John Hughes or uh, what's the name of the guy in, in Monsters? The Billy Molly Crystal. Ringwald. The Billy Crystal. Mike, 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 uh, the Monsters. Mike Monsters Wazowski. Inc. Mike Wazowski. Sort of like that. Anyways. Yeah. The difference between a guy with no kids and the guy with kids. You're like, the Monsters. I'm like, <laughs> Monsters. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you think I've seen Monsters? <laughs> um, getting a lot of play over at the Smeltzes. Jeannie says, good morning, Gloozers, which, all right. I don't know Jesus. what that's about. Um, in the absence of KD, we have seen some players on the roster step up while others have faded into the shadows. When Mr. Durant returns, we naturally will see a decrease in playing time for Simmons, especially at the end of games. Will this be a detractor for him as a trade asset with the deadline approaching, or is it already too late to assume he has any value on the market? What kind of value could you receive with Simmons in a package slash would you who would you want to get back yeah so even though i just kind of defended ben simmons the the you have to just look at the disgruntled like the john collins of the world the guys who've been in trade rumors forever and who that team is like okay maybe we just we just can't do the john collins thing anymore you do ben for john collins and the hawks throw something else in there not because john like john collins is technically a better player than ben simmons Mm -hmm. i guess particularly recently, of course, because Ben didn't play. But I don't know. The Nets aren't... I don't think they're desperate to get rid of Ben Simmons. Um, I think... Let me ask you this. Off okay. of Jeannie's question. If the Nets traded Ben Simmons this very trade deadline, like right before yeah. whatever, how shocked I'd be pretty shocked. would you be? I'd be pretty shocked, I will yeah, say. I, I think I have to be fair. I th- it, it, and I think it would be something I have no clue who they would get back. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the market's tricky, but also, like, you know, there is some evidence to suggest that we're good when all three of our best players play. I mean, if we're throwing Ben Simmons into that crew. Um, at least we'll, we'll say all four of our best players, Mike, because we got to start giving Nick Claxton his shine. It's happening. It's it's really happening. Yeah, um, I mean, we talk, Nick Claxton is a be- way better player than Ben Simmons. Wow, well, it's just happening. Um, so, like, here's the thing. It's do you... Um, do we still, I mean, if it's, if it's the old ain't broke, don't fix it kind of paradigm, Mike. Um, and we've had so much turnover over the years. Um, and then we're going to do a whole nother new thing where it's, we're integrating a somewhat good, like we'll, we'll say Kuzma level player, or whatever, over the course of half a season again. Or is that what we're going to do again? And it's always like, it seems to be continuously diminishing returns every time we do this. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to do it. I mean, I, I could, and also there's this whole thing of like, so did you see the report Chris Haynes he talked to Kyrie's stepmom who is his agent do you see what she said uh remind me um 
Chris Haynes asked her about an extension, whether the Nets are going to sign an extension with Kyrie. And she was like, Kyrie would love to make Brooklyn home. The ball is in the Nets court. Okay. If, a, if the right extension came along, she didn't define the right extension. I mean, it's, you know, you know what extension that is. With the bag, it's, it's the big one. The big daddy. It's the bag. They're feeling he's, pretty he's, good. I think he's coming for the bag, Mike. If you're, I mean, look, the guy's playing out of his mind, and but for he stepped on a tiny landmine early earlier in the season. Just haven't a, haven't haven't heard anything just about a it Hitler since. Hitler soaked landmine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, a lot of the landmines are. Um, good point. IRL. Uh, but uh, so in in um, in recent days, though, it's been it's been gravy. He had one little like poorly timed, you know right calves time what's the good time? right calf strain i was gonna say about the the calf oh, strain, oh, not okay. the hitler soaked landmine the the calf strain um so other than that it's been all quiet on the western front <laughs> sorry i keep going to oscar nominated <laughs> movie you go into these german represents yeah. um and the uh and so far so good so like i i'm increasingly becoming like i don't know are we able to separate the um the, the artist the from <laughs> yeah like i i think we're, i i think i i did kill a comparison oscar nominees to um nba figures Kyrie is lydia tar i think uh, is i like it there's a lot like of levels it. wait did we do that killer comparison without me or something what happened what i happened just there? tweeted out like four of them what the hell just randomly um, i i deleted twitter from my phone mike so i don't see this last yeah, one so we, yeah. I, I, I real quick the, the, the ben simmons is like a trade it would be very shocking if it's right now i think it's like very much in play though in the offseason just because let's say Kyrie comes back or he doesn't whatever the nets means to upgrading the roster around kevin durant if he's also here would be and he seems very happy would be using that simmons contract plus the picks and stuff to then get a whatever disgruntled superstar carl anthony towns maybe uh, to come here. Yeah. Next up, cheer boy. We got Ryan Newman, aka D Bronx one four one four in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Ryan says hello. Should the Nets be more active in seeking to trade Seth with how well he's been playing lately? Mike smells. Ryan, Ryan <laughs> no. <laughs> just talked about that. <laughs> I just feel like having a team with both him and Kyrie present defensive issues in the playoffs. And once Kitty is healthy, Sethi's role will likely diminish again. Anyway, love the guy, but his value as a net may never be higher than it is right now. And it makes me think trading him would be smart. Although ruthless move would be a smart, although ruthless move. Mike, you gotta, you gotta give him some credit there that trading him is smart and ruthless at the moment. That that speaks sure to you on some. That speaks to now the time. To you just don't Kyrie like. Irving. You just don't like Mo Bamba. Okay, you just that's the one thing. But there is a price point for Sethi where you'd be interested. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I guess I should dial it back. No, I I I I just like the mix. I like the Nets that they have: Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, and Seth Curry, all at their disposal. That Jock as a coach can kind of, if Sethi is blowing up, or Joey or Roycey mm-hmm. are all, all blowing up. They, then he can kind of roll with them. I like that as opposed to like, what's Seth Curry going to get you? Again, don't talk to me about Mo Bamba. Nobody's so, talking who, about Mo, Mo Bamba's on an island. He's on Bamba he's Island. Not on the Twitters like I, I am, man. I mean, on, <laughs> on the streets. You are. You're mixing people it up. Are, people are shouting Mo Bamba's name from the 12th floor on down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just don't. The, I What I would like is, uh, is Josiah going to resign Seth Curry? You know, uh, I would like to know that right now because if if he's not then i actually have to get behind a seth curry trade on some level but 
Kill me, ask you this. One last question. Then we can be done. Please. Is this team like better with Mobaba? Uh, yes. <laughs> essentially championship or bust. Meaning, and when I say that, I mean like in if you're building a long term roster, Seth Curry's on an expiring contract. You don't know if you can resign him, if you're not gonna pay him because of luxury tax and all that stuff, then it makes sense to flip him for a guy like on a longer term deal. But this team has championship aspirations. And so it risks that situation a bit. It risks, like if you trade Seth Curry, you diminish your current chances of winning a championship. Do So what I'm asking is, should they care about long-term building or should they care more about the immediate? Do you know I, what I mean? I do think that this season in particular, right now, the one we're in, is a pretty critical one and it's a bit of a linchpin for our future plans if we get that deep playoff run if we get to the conference finals or whatever or you know just get to seven games against the bucks or you know whoever um or boston i guess um but if if we get that like a competitive place with these teams i i do think that we're, we're kind of contractually on rails um and just because it's like it's it's hard it's hard to trade I mean, it's hard to get value out of the Kyrie situation to to the extent that we would need to going forward. Um, and then it's also a very like uncomfortable and ultimately unknowable situation with KD and his relationship with Kyrie. Um, ideally, you do just kind of want to keep if if we're playing competitive at the highest levels and it's all kind of working on the court. It's so disjointed contractually where I think it actually just kind of makes sense to to keep this core at least the core two in intact. Um, however. If we do have another spectacular failure in the first round, um, it it will be time to to take to take our black eye and and maybe figure some stuff out, Mike. So what are you saying? I'm saying that like, wait, did that not answer the question? What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> I think should it was. They, should they should they trade long term? No, sorry, I I heard someone got fired, so I was like, oh, oh who got fired? Uh, do you know who Caitlin Cooper is? This is like a real. Oh, I, was, I, thought, I thought it was like in, in the NBA. It. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Um, Don't worry about it. So very sad. He's like an amazing writer who covers the Pacers for SB Nation. Uh, it Pacers blog and tricky. Like, the, you know. You know. But hey, hey, tricky out there. Um, but anyways, my the the, the question the question hey, is tricky out there. Yeah, I, I think we we reserve right, position to say that. our reserve um our our long term decision making for like the end of this season. And again, I think it's it's a, sort of a binary uh in my mind, but also there's like a kind of intermediary version of it where it's like we do lukewarm in the playoffs and things get really messy. Um, but I don't know. Basically, for me, it's like this is a make or break playoff run. Um, with with our with our core. Yes, and and I I agree with you that it's like the percent chance of like us ending in happiness with KD and Kyrie matters on what happens in these next four months or five months or yeah. whatever it is. Like if if they suck, Kyrie's probably you know then the Nets are gonna be like, well, our team sucks. Why do we even? Why try to remain with Kyrie? Like if the team is really good, they're willing to allow some of Kyrie's bullshit. Yeah. Right. Where if the team doesn't do so well, the, the bullshit meter, the the amount that you can take. Sort of goes. I, I Anyways, also think I'm, like bullshit is a really what have you done for me lately kind of thing too. Like for me, it seems like you know people are adaptable. We get past bullshit real quick. So and that I mean that's how I am. I don't hold grudges, Mike. It's my um, it's my Irish ways. Do you think I hold grudges? Uh, no, not really. Not more than most people. 
Can I talk about Nets PR for just a second? <laughs> if you have to. No, that's my garage. I was, I was <laughs> no. Oh, good. Good callback. <laughs> Uh, nice. Anyways, uh, they Mike, where do they find us? Yeah, get us at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, <laughs> netsdaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall, theathletic.com slash glue guys. Get into the Discord, discord.gg slash glue guys. YouTube, find us on YouTube, the glue guys. You nice. can find us there. Net show. You know, we have videos. I, I promised to upload this episode, but I haven't. I've been super negligent. But I know you're busy. Don't don't worry about busy, it. Like, yeah. just do it later. Okay, I'll do it. No I'll problem. Do it. All right, bye everybody. Say goodbye, Mike.